Hello. Hello. Good morning. And welcome to Up, Up Your Class. class. Who are he- you? I'm Dave O'Neill. We are joined also by... Shane Lang. And I'm Nellie Thomas. And you know what I want to say that's interesting right from the beginning? Yeah. We are now recording from my house in the northern suburbs for various reasons. And we're using Dave's equipment, and yeah. he has hold of the recorder, so he immediately took the lead. Did you notice that? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? That is interesting. Because it's, like it's like a microphone. Oh, my God. Snap. Snap. There's Look more going that. on at your place this morning than there is in Clifton Hill where oh, we were. Oh, for the love of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was supposed to be happening, and now the there's very, like how many workmen are here? Five? Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. There's a mobile dog wash, and there's a... <laughs> yeah, there's a dog wash. Is it for you? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, no, the the older hey, dog. What would Uncle Kev say about mobile? <laughs> oh my god! We've got, we've got to talk about that mobile dog washing. What would Uncle Kev say about paying seventy five bucks to have your dog oh, washed and clipped and car, groomed? We'll talk about. We should talk about that later. Car washes too. Car washes. You know what? Uber eats. Oh, Uber eats. Give me a pencil off the table, please, Shane, because I'm writing yes. that. Oh no, I've got it. But you know, convenience of modern life. It is convenience, but there's exploitation going That's on, right. I believe. But can I we start with, yeah. let's get back to Uber Eats, because I need yeah. time to steal myself. Um, let's start with our last podcast, which, let's be honest, wasn't our best. No, because Shane was Because Shane was missing. Yeah, Shane generally enough, I heard it was too serious, which is uh, <laughs> funny, since I'm the only non-comedian on it. You know why? Because the clown needs the straight man to bounce off. That's that what right. happened. Well, so Shane, you, 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 someone was getting evicted, one of your clients. He was, yeah. Um, so what happened? I called in to tell him I'd be back later to support him, and he was uh, in the middle of a crisis because he, he's housing, uh, commu- like he lives in community housing, mm. and the mob that he get rents off were going to evict him because he had a lot of uh, junk out the front of his place. What, cars on blocks? The classic? No, 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 nothing. I was going to say, so you should come and live in Reza because you can have as many cars as you want on your block. Yeah, well, old TV, seat, sofa, that kind of, nothing so major he, like a car. his yard doesn't look middle class enough. Well, his yard can't even be seen from the street. It's kind oh, of like a wow. closed in his backyard. Yeah. So it's his own no. property. Mm. So they evicted him because of that? Not, they not, actually not didn't evict him. They gave him a week to remove the... I, I managed to convince them to give him a week to... So going back though, this is not private rental. No, no. Community housing. And yeah. they want to evict him for... Like, is it a hazard or it's unsightly? Yeah, he has he has a shared hallway um, and he has stuff in the hallway. So that was the thing they were most upset So that's about. reasonable. Yeah, yeah. That, but, it wasn't yeah. unreasonable and it was more than... Wasn't his first warning, so it's not his first rodeo. No. And did you? And so did you organise or help him get the stuff out? I did, but then when I turned up to to remove it, he refused to. So oh. it's still there. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's the problem with hoarders. Like, it, it's a psychological thing, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. So he was talked, re- not ready to let go. You of it, talked so. the evi- the landlord, in effect, out of evicting him. The property How manager, did you do yes. That? Well, I just explained the situation. and You're not the boss of me. Yeah. He said, I'm part of a podcast, got <laughs> up your class. Exactly, and I'll, I'll slander you all. And, and I'll tell you what, we're going to put this on the record, buddy. We've got tens of listeners. I reckon at least three of them will be outraged. Yeah. yeah. So, did you, no, what did you say to them? Well, I just said, Give a brother a break. talked about his options, He doesn't, which, which he doesn't have, and, and, um, and he's got a mental state at the moment and asked for some time to. Okay. But um, that didn't happen, so. So it continues. It, will they let him keep the stuff in the backyard and just clean the hallway? Um, is, is he worried about having all of it gone? I think it's a fire hazard. Yeah. Because um, 
the his yard is also an entrance to the street, so mm. if you know there's a fire, he has to get out and hurry. So there's been, and forgive me if it's an inappropriate metaphor, there's been a stay of execution. <laughs> like it hasn't been yeah. resolved. No, it hasn't been resolved. But, but you know what? High five to you, because yeah. he would have been literally on the street. Or he would, or he could have been in my place. <laughs> <laughs> or Dave's yeah. place. Yeah. Sure. Or yeah. wherever. Yeah, my wife would be wrapped. Wouldn't she? And oh. what have you been up to, Dave? Just, I've got my pilot coming out this Friday on dun, Channel 10. Dun, dun, dun. It's about the struggle of a working class man in the middle class world. Well, it's, that's how I pitch it. You can watch the trailer on, <laughs> well, online. It's great, great trailer. Well, on the trampoline, so I'm already in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I fall asleep on the trampoline. So give us the, so you made a pilot. I made a pilot. I funded it myself. For a sitcom? For a sitcom. And it's based on my life as a comic and a dad. And I, I made it myself because I couldn't get it up through normal channels. Oh, Dave, that's a bit... So is it a bit like Seinfeld? Is it Are you the reason for my spam? <laughs> is it in the tradition of uh, yeah, stand-up comedians? Louis, Roseanne, that yep. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so hopefully. And so, and then we shopped it around and Channel 10 were the ones that liked it. So, but when you say Seinfeld, Louis, Roseanne, they're all very different sitcoms. Okay. Roseanne. Roseanne and Roseanne and Louis are problematic for a range of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I don't think you're like Seinfeld. No. So, but, so it's Dave O'Neill. Yeah, it just says me as a comic... Uh, struggling to keep things together as a dad and a Is husband. Is there stand-up in it? There's a little bit, but not too much. So there's a bit of stand-up, there's a bit of... Gigs going wrong. Home, gigs going wrong. Things at school. Do your but children play your actual children? No, they're, they're, they're not they're acting children. And my wife's played by Emily Tahini. And great that I got a text oh, message from a guy yes. I, d- I don't know, don't really know. He said, man, you're punching above your weight. Oh. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you, your wife, you and your wife are in the paper. I'm like... <laughs> Karen, well, how come we're in the paper? And she it was is Emma very t- good looking. Emma Tahini, yeah. No, no, Karen. Oh, Karen. Yeah, that's what I keep telling her. Yeah. Anyway, so Emily, Emily um, that's hilarious that he thought Emily was my real wife. I've oh, had a few, I love you. I had a few messages like that. They, think, you, that, they yeah. think it's my real okay. family. But the moral right. is you are punching above your weight. Yes. No, that's, he was correct, <laughs> but for the wrong reason. Yeah, it was. But, and so how does Dill make it into your family? Dill's, uh, Dill works in the local shop. He's my mate. Okay. He works in the milk bar. And Jezza, Geraldine Hickey? Geraldine Hickey's the chef at the, at the pub. Who, yep. So basically the, the story goes, I, I get up, I get, I try, it's my wife's first day back at work, I have to get the kids to school, I forget their lunches, and then Dave Thornton plays the, you'll recognise his character, the uber sporty dad at school. Oh yes. Who's try, he wants me to get someone, he asked me to get someone more famous than me for the celebrity auction at the fate that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got to yeah. go and try and convince Glenn Robbins, he won't do yeah. it. Who do you know? Yeah, who do you know? So I yeah. go and do a footy club, hoping to get, that turns to a disaster. All based yeah. on true stories. Because I tell a joke about Brendan Favola and he's from that club. And his mum's yeah, there. Right. And so they throw stuff at me. For the Fevolution. The Fevolution. Then I, I turn up to the fate. Glenn turns up. Uh, Favola turns up. Because you are actually fans with Glenn Robbins. Well, it's actually so the one real relationship in the whole show. So do you get people going... Because I get that stuff, you know, when someone goes to you, oh, that's great that you've, you know, offered to do that gig or whatever. Do you know Judith Lucy? Yeah. Or do you know, can you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do you have Clementine Ford's email? Or yeah, do you, you know, yeah. like, do you get that with yes, Glenn? Yes, And yeah, I just okay. say, look, Glenn doesn't do much. He doesn't, he's very particular about what he does. Oh, and he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, not he at won't. all. He's not he at all. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is he <laughs> in the band comic? He's what? Is he in demand as a comic? Like he's oh, yeah. just because he's well, like because he's on TV. He's on. But yeah. He's one of those guys that you don't see much around, yeah. and so if you get Glenn Robbins, you, yeah. you know you he's get, like the truffle. 
of yeah, the right. comedy community. It's like Kitty Flanagan He's hard too. to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's people that are just, have that... Um, we're too available. Yeah, we're too available. <laughs> and so, and so even Dave Hughes would fall sort of in that category too because he's everywhere. Yeah. But someone like Glenn's very, you know, he doesn't, oh, no, I don't want to do that. He hasn't reached saturation. No. Yeah. No. So how are we going to watch, watch support your... It's how just, do we help you? Yeah, well, it's Friday night at 8.30, and if not, just watch on it on Channel 10, 10 Play, and you can vote for my show. So yeah. they're, but they're going to run five this week, and yeah, then eight. they're taking votes. Yeah, they're taking votes. But are they going to really no. listen to the votes? They're just going to pick the one they want, aren't they'll they? They'll pick the ones they like. But yeah. they, I mean, they'll look at the votes as an indication of popularity. Yeah. But there's also ratings and, you know, media parts, social media. Already some have been... Absolutely slagged off on social media when oh, they've been a on. Surprise. Yeah, that's a surprise. And some have been, oh, that's no, not too bad. Yeah, this isn't too bad. Yeah, but I'm amazed are, by the hate. Yeah, people there. are so critical, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> why? Well, I haven't read it for a while. Right. I haven't seen that yeah, kind yeah. of hate. Because you don't actually Facebook a lot, do you? I Facebook a bit, but I, I just I can't believe the stupidity of people on there. Mm. And by people that you know. No, that's where it. See, this is the thing. This is where it cuts, I reckon. Because I go, like, if you get. You're on as Facebook I do, more than me. Now I am, yes. Yeah. When I get those, oh, you're a fat slag, and yes, you did it, you know, whatever. Like, honestly, that doesn't even touch the sides. But when you get people that you know and respect who are broadly on your team, yeah. whether you know them personally yeah, yeah. or not, that, to me, that's what hurts. Or, yeah, make, yeah. or that's what you go, what? Yeah, what are you thinking? Like, you can have a go, but do you have to be so mean? I know, people are mean. Social media rewards meanness, like... Uh, uh, just a tepid response doesn't get any likes. Yeah, right? it's true. It's yeah. set up that way, so oh, it encourages people to be mean to each other. It anyway. does. So get off it. And, and can I, as a side note, Shane has completely ignored my rules <laughs> because I am not the boss of him, but I should be, which is that he's got to disengage with the Trump fiasco. The you know, you know, is you know, he's a Trump. Yeah, no, he's, he's not just a Trump. I'm not He's a Trump. Like, Be careful. I'm no, no. Anti-Trump. <laughs> you're Antifa. Yeah. You're like Antifa. obsessed. But this guy, I was in this podcast and these Hollywood guys, or the guy who wrote, is it, he really loves Raymond or something like that. He's just in a full-on war with oh, yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. And Trump replies to him though. No, totally. Oh, no, it's a guy who wrote Modern oh, Judd, Family. It's a guy who wrote Modern Family. Oh, right. Mm. You, should get on, you should follow him. You'd like his tweets. Yeah, I should. Because yeah. as the guy interviewing him said, up until like... Four years ago, you were just all about modern family and comedy. Now your feed yeah. is just pure Trump this, Trump that. Well, and Trump hits back like, I see modern family. It's not that funny. You know, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> well, because their country's burning down. I yeah, mean, exactly. It, 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 yeah. Doesn't yeah. it feel kind of like huge? To... It, it totally does feel huge, but I... I... You're kind of removed from a video, I reckon. Well, and I just... Not, I'm, I don't feel removed I'm from... concerned for my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a, yeah it's, but isn't it like anything on the internet? It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah it is. The one that he's gone yeah, down. Whether you're looking at Etsy or, you know, Facebook <laughs> or whatever, I find myself on Twitter and then just looking at people and then even, even with just researching stuff, I yeah. start looking up things about whatever, Nazis or whatever, and then I'm just looking, reading stuff about... Research. That's how I found out that Olivia Newton-John's dad was the guy who arrested um, Rudolf Hess. So <laughs> that's a trivial fact. Yeah, it's trivial. <laughs> See, now that's a rabbit hole I didn't that need to go down. I'm reading really about Rudolph Hess. Yeah, so I'm always obsessed by him. Was he I'm, a Newton John as well? Yeah, no. Well, no, the dad was. The dad was a Newton. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> oh my and, god! Uh, anyway, I'm completely lost. Let's, let's move on. And I'm looking at Shane Lang. What else other than you um, saving a man from homelessness have you achieved in your? Uh, Absence and clawing, clawing my way out of many Trump rabbit holes. Um, what have I been doing mm. since we last caught up? Mm. 
Um, on the podcast, not you and I personally. Oh, Our listeners love you, Shane. They want to know more about you. They, they, me, and, me, and me and Dave. Now they're saturated. So oh, okay. what, what have you been doing? Um, what well, are you watching? What am I watching? Uh, <laughs> Trump Wars. Watching. Are you watching Golden Girls? No, no, I'm not no. watching Golden Girls. Is Golden Girls on? No, it could I, be probably somewhere. would. Probably somewhere. I'd like to balance my Trump rabbit holes with a bit of Golden Girls if you I do. could. Yeah, But I haven't been watching that. No, I haven't been watching TV at all. What? Yeah, I know. Listening to music? Uh, no. <laughs> what have you been doing? I've been reading and listening to podcasts. I feel I like you've got a secret life you're trying to hide from us. Well, I work a lot. Yeah, well, we were aware of what that. What are you reading then? What are you, when you're people say they're reading, reading, reading stuff on I'm reading internet. a lot of stuff about race relations in America, so I'm not... Oh, I'm, I'm just I'm careful of being chastised by uh, by well, Nelly. that's good, because well. we're going to talk about that guy in Parliament. Well, let's get into it then, because we can't... This will probably be the only time it will ever happen, but on Up Your Class at the moment, there's breaking news. What is it? That Dutton did actually I know, have a go. Turnbull. Oh, no. So Turnbull called his bluff, or however you want to interpret it. And called his bluff. Dutton, but, but a lot of Dutton votes. Lost. A 35 lot. to a 48. Lot. Yeah, Dutton well, did resign, Is that a though. surprise there? Who wants Dutton as a Prime Minister? Well, they re- 35. A lot of them. Seven, yeah. There was only seven votes in it. Seven or eight That's votes. That's right, which is extraordinarily close, actually. Phew. But, but apparently Dutton had no other option, I read somewhere. That he oh, was, bullshit. Yeah. But then he's done the thing that... Uh, Rudd did before the, bef- the Rudd Gillard Rudd Gillard yeah yeah so when Rudd Who challenged ever? Gillard the first time yeah. he didn't get in and he resigned and then got all his troops and that's what Dutton is doing I reckon so he's resigning yes. and then he's getting all his troops oh, ready exactly, as someone said on Twitter and I don't know who it was but you know it's like Voldemort going off into the forest yeah. to recharge and then come back <laughs> oh my god they had Harry Potter one of reference. the uh, Harry Potter reference <laughs> One of the, um, a journo from the ABC went into a pokies venue. I think Up Your Class is having some influence. We should yeah. put podcasts from a pokies. We should, we should. Right. Even if not for the free tea and coffee. They're talking to the people and they chatted to this woman who you can literally hear go ding, ding. <laughs> like she's not even focusing. And she said, oh, I know it's not probably very nice, but he does look like Voldemort, doesn't he? <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> There's a workman at the door. Would you mind? Okay, yeah, I can pause. No problem at all. Uh, you're listening to Up Your Class. We can insert ads right here. And there goes the dog. So and we're back. Uh, now yeah. we've been dealing with uh, working class people at the back door. Well, and is, this is the thing can a solar panel installer be working class? Of course. Even though he's a tradesman? Of course. Doesn't sound it. Oh, doesn't he? He's a bit, oh, no. he's a bit greeny. He sounds a bit grey. He sounds like as my, one of my favourite descriptions from, you know, Kim Carr? Yeah. The Labor Senator. He, he describes the Greens, and I'm not having a go at the Greens, I'm just reporting no, what yeah, Kim Carr yeah. said, as the teal belt. The you teal know? belt. Mostly blue with a little bit of green. Uh, <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> that's funny. So the solar guy sounded a bit like that. But anyway, that's all right. Apologies for that. It's all right. We're at your house. You've got stuff going on. So Mr. Dutton, Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Had, but see, here, so, because it's all a Queensland thing too, isn't it? To appease it, the Queenslanders. It is mainly, Queensland. but this is, remember Amir Rachman from um, Fear of Brown Planet? Yeah, Amir, yeah. He used to do this great joke, he's probably 15 years old or something, but he would go, you know when um, Howard was Prime Minister and you go, oh, like as a joke, what, what could be worse than Howard? You know, as if Abbott had ever get in. Like yeah, he was the he punchline, then he got, then he got in. in. Yeah. Who would have thought that Dutton would even have a chance? Yeah, I know. I know, but, but you're right. Abbott still have a chance? Yes. Oh, yes. don't. One of my friends who's 
a friend, oh, not a friend, a person I know, is friends with Andrew Bolt. And Andrew Bolt told him. Yeah, yeah. That, is that, he that, as violent in real life? Is he? And you know, I don't know if he's violent, <laughs> but I, I just know he's vile. Oh, vile. vile. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But Don't he said that Bolty was saying that Bolty man was saying that um, their whole plan is to get Abbott back in the power, is to get Turnbull out, and then Abbott's going to come back. So that's their whole plan. So he's like the Stephen Bannon of uh, sorry, and the Trump reference. <laughs> <laughs> you got to no, go in the no, naughty no, corner. No, I think I think I think, I think um, Abbott's a Stephen Bradbury. He's going so, yes. to fall over, and he's just going to skate past. So, so I, I, are they? Do you think the strategy then is to kind of put? Dutton out front for everyone to go, oh, no, that's too and far. And then bring Abbott back. And then go, Abbott seems moderate. Maybe. 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 Though. Maybe. It seems Speaking very Machiavellian, old, though. It does I mean, seem very Machiavellian. You know, Dutton's an ex-cop, so he has some appeal to some voters somewhere. Well, switching between our various categories, go to you first, Shane. Dutton, what, guess, what's his class background? Ooh, Ooh, I've never, I can't say I've heard him speak. I know. He speaks that. like a cop. I'd say he's working class. What do you think, Nelly? If I had to guess, if you, if, and I do, because I, I didn't you look it up, I would say up. working class, but it wouldn't actually surprise me if he came, because he's a cop working class. Yeah, 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 yes. But generally, yes, it's a working class occupation, definitely. Detective? Well, I, I reckon definitely the kids at school that became cops were working class kids. See, in my yeah, town, but... a cop would have been like a teacher. Oh, okay. They would have definitely been aspiring middle class. They would yeah, have been yeah, aspiring. I, You're I right. would have thought of them as being authoritative and not just because of the gun. And because they've but, betrayed their working class roots. Oh, Shane Lang, <laughs> oh, anarchist. Man. Here he comes. He's talking about me now. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about you and I. I would think stand-up comics are betrayed. I've got a Labradoodle getting clicked out the <laughs> yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, You're paying someone. Seventy-five bucks. I'm up Peter Dutton. Um, yeah, I, if I had to guess, I would... Say working class, but yeah, honestly, I reckon he could. It's hard to say. His heart's not so in the angry? working class. Uh, yeah, yeah, why, why is, is he so angry? And why is he so begrudging? Early years. As of giving people a go. Yeah, I don't know. And then there's the Fraser Anning speech. Oh. So, Fraser Anning, you know, for though everyone would know by now, but okay. he made his speech in Parliament. And invoked yes. the Third do, Reich. Do you want me to tell you about Dutton's <laughs> yes, background? Yes, do it. Born in the northern Brisbane suburb of Boondale, eldest of five children. Um, Boondale? Boondale. He's literally from the Boonies. The Boonies. (laughs) Father was a builder, mother worked in childcare, finished high school at the Anglican St. Paul's School, Bald Hills, joined the Young Liberals. Bald Hills? (laughs) So I I don't know. uh, yeah, class, yeah, I, I don't know whether St. Paul's is an... Is, that could be quite Builder a posh school. But see, also, builder, there's a big difference between builder like a and brickie... Builder owner. Yeah, and yeah, a builder yeah, owner, yeah, 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 or yeah. the person who owns the company. But childcare workers own nothing, so... Yeah, I would they say... they have to if their <laughs> partner owns a lot. I would say looking at the um, the school that he went to is that they were a bit aspirational, the parents. They wanted their, their son to, you know... I'm um, giving be an you asshole. that homework. Can I do that, Dave? Can you look into that more? Yeah, sure. See what that school's more, like. More thoroughly than Wikipedia. The only, yeah. <laughs> the only person that went to the same school is Michael Butler, lead guitarist from music group Shepherd. Now, Shepherd. Do you know Shepherd? No. no. Oh, God. We're and not getting into music. They sound okay. like a Christian no. group, though. They sound, don't they? Now, one of the things, okay. so the awful Fraser Anning gave that, you know, mem- I remember Hanson's maiden speech in Parliament in 96 yes. and being like completely appalled. appalled and shocked and blown away. But this um, took this, it to new... It did, yeah. didn't it? I didn't, didn't he talk about the final solution? He yes, literally he said did. the phrase final solution. That's, that's very conspiracy theorist. 
That's down the Trump pole. But also, it's classic. I mean, I know when you invoke the Nazis, you've lost the argument or whatever that debating rule is. But you go, hang on, he is homophobic, transphobic, anti-Semitic, hates Muslims, invoke the final solution, doesn't want immigration. Like, you can't do anything but talk about being Nazis, can you? What, no, no. what party is he with? Sorry to be so not, don't know what it... He's part of... Um, he, was, he started with Hanson. That's right. And then like now everyone Bob else... Bob Catter's party. Yeah, that's right. Like Put everyone else, he, he and Pauline fell out. Now he's with Bob Catter. Who's a complete nutter. But you know Bob Catter, how of... awesome is this? Do you know he's either his grandfather or his great-grandfather was Lebanese? Yeah, that's right. That's when Keating famously yelled, where's your camel, Bob? Oh my God. Oh, Paul. Paul. Funny, but... Racist. Yeah, racist. Racist, Paul. Um, yes, yeah, so anyway, the whole thing was... What are you going to do about it? That's what I want to know. Okay. David O'Neill, what are you going to do about Fraser Anning? Oh, firstly, right. I've looked him up on Wikipedia. Fraser Anning. So what class is he from? Fraser Anning. We should just call him Franning. He'll definitely... Franning, I reckon, if he's from... He can't be from us. I won't have it. No, Middle class. Sure. Have, um, I'd say he's a prick. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, because he's. We've discussed this before. He grew Farmer? up. Farmer. Yes. Farmer. Northwest Queensland yeah. in a family of graziers. Yes. He and his wife own a number of hotels and live in Gladstone. Yeah, of course they yeah, do. Yeah, so he's from the. Uh, I'd say a wealthy farming background. Because see, this is the other thing. He I went think, to some again, agricultural college or something. Yeah. If I invoke Probably. my rural, um, rural drawer, invoke my rural background, there's a real town farm divide. Oh, definitely. And the farm, there's a real divide between small farmers and basically uber capitalist, big, rich farmers who all send their kids to private schools. Who yeah, all, they tend to go to boarding school, yeah. They yeah, tend to go yeah, to boarding school. And wear moleskin pants and bespoke Aaron Williams shoes. And yeah. despite, exactly, and despite our um, sort of romanticisation of farmers in Australia, they are not the idea of the drought-stricken, poverty-stricken farmer. Yeah. Every time I do a gig in the country, there'll be a guy in a nice jumper up the front, and I go, you're the landowner, aren't you, mate? Totally. And oh, yeah, that's you, that's, you know, that's Gareth. Yeah. Yeah. they always have nice hair, too. And nice hair. Nice like hair. And they have nice hair, Gareth, Gareth and uh, uh, James, Charles, <laughs> James, a world yes. kind of name. Yes. And then and afterwards, a guy goes, you pinned it right, mate. That's the guy who owns all the land around here. And pants with the crease on down yes. the front. Yes. Yeah. An yeah. attractive wife. Yeah. Attractive wife. Yeah. Because wealth attracts uh, beauty. Like you. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I've got two wives. I'm a TV wife. I'm a real one. Your real wife's actually very beautiful. And can I just well, can I, can interject you? by saying that neither of you two, speaking of wives and the roles of mm. women, have thanked me for the provision of scones and coffee. Yeah, unbelievable. I did offer to get your coffee, and the scones are very good. Because I was telling Chad, I made scones last night, and they were a failure. Because normally when we record at the studio, we get glass of water. That's that's it. Our producer Courtney's stressed. And stuff. Got stuff going on. We love you, Courtney. <laughs> got lots of things going on. All right, so I'm going so, to give that question though, because I reckon we're we're going over time. Okay. We're going to come back with an individual action that each of us will do to combat Fraser Anning. Okay, Franning. 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 We're going to have to do something during the week. Well, whatever. You just kind of go. This is the one because we can't just let this campaign. go. Okay. Can we? All right. No, we can't. We can Ooh. say we don't follow Trump on Twitter, but you can't in your own country, when a neo-Nazi gets up in Parliament, it yeah. can't just be let go. No, that's true. Well, you, you make a good All right, point. so we're going to reveal next week what we did? 
Yeah, or we're going what to do. What social action we took? You might write to... a new joke, Dave. Okay, or... Uh, I, I, you don't I, do it right now. I, yeah, okay. I'll put a Twitter, <laughs> Twitter out about him. You could. Or you could den- denounce him on your new sitcom yeah, in yeah, episode yeah. three. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on. Can we do um, what would Uncle Kev say? Is it... Yeah, all right. No, about what? Uber Eats? Yeah, let's do Uber Eats. <laughs> I've never, I've never used Uber Eats, I want to say. I've never all used right, Uber... don't credential yourself right at the beginning. <laughs> I've never used Uber Eats either. I've never even used Uber. I've never, I've never used Uber. Because I'm against them. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. I'm oh, against them because they exploit people. Model. What would Uncle Kev say has turned into confessional finale then? No, you because don't have to tell us. It's, um, it's all right. No, there's Uber Eats bag grandi- out there. Grandiose. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is... I am actually genuinely conflicted because I do think it's shit. Yeah, and I do think that though that sort of, I mean, they're undermining labour laws basically. Yeah, yeah, and they don't pay no tax apparently, and all that, and they don't, you know, people don't well, have sick pay. The company don't, don't pay yeah. any tax. I know. It's up to the Uber drivers to pay the tax. Apparently, don't they have oh, to contribute yeah. tax? Which are probably is that Would the fault of our government for not imposing that? What's that? Is that the fault of our government for not imposing? Probably. Oh, I'd say I, it's Fraser Anning's fault. Fraser's yeah. fault. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm purely against someone else delivering my takeaway food because I want my takeaway food hot. You know what I mean? You want the people oh, who made so it to deliver. Oh, so this is a gastronomic intervention. <laughs> this is nothing to do with the labour laws. No, no. I'm concerned for the riders. You don't want and everything. soggy fish and chips. Yeah, exactly. I'll go and get my own takeaway. Yeah, but the people who took responsibility for cooking it should be the ones who put it on your table. Why? Because oh. they have. Uh, they have some stake in whether it's good or not. But see, I go theoretically, let's go theoretically, Uber was set up properly with um, people with wages and conditions that work, because clearly there's a market for it. Yeah, menu log, they do it. Yeah, but they are all um, contractors too. Isn't that delivered from the people who made your food from the restaurant? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Well, I don't know. I think, I think it is because I have ordered it and the same restaurant always has the same delivery. All right, that's your homework. Okay. Because <laughs> I think all those, like Deliveroo, all those, all those delivery services, basically they're screwing all the deliverers yeah. is, the, is the general vibe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But theoretically, if it was set up properly and they were given decent wages and conditions, it's a great idea. It's a good idea. Because I haven't got time and I have got... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you have to worry but anyway, about parking. Say on a Friday night, I can't just the... leave my kids at home. And go and pick up fish yeah. and chips if my partner's at work, and you know, da da da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's me sounding guilty because I do feel guilty. Because it's actually filled a massive gap. It Look, has. I know so many people that also get Uber. So many people. Yeah, I don't actually get Uber, but I do get Uber Eats because I do that thing. It's like someone abstaining. You know, when you go, I'm not going to drink on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. I'm not a big drinker, but let's no, say you were. Yeah. And then they go, oh, but it's actually cold. And I might just have a, da, 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 you know. Yeah. That's me Friday night going, I've oh, deleted the app. Literally from my phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's for tea, mum? Oh, like, no. Oh, and then we God. reload it and go, oh, let's get some sushi. Yeah, yum. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming on board. Um, <laughs> but what would Uncle Kev say? Uncle Kev, well, my dad, who is a Kev, would say, yeah, bloody what? Because even at 83... <laughs> And they eat a bit of takeaway food now because mum refuses sort of to cook because she's on a walking frame. She was a great cook. And so Kev's in charge of the food, which is a disaster. And so, like, I go around and he goes, yeah, we're getting takeaway and I might get uh, Japanese. So, like, really? No, no, Japanese. But he'll go, he... he Jeez, my dad Uncle would Kev never eat My Uncle Kev would never eat Japanese. Neither would mine. <laughs> because of the war or... No, he would do... Oh, that, is that, yeah, that raw fish? it's not real food. Yeah, it's... A, like, there wouldn't be enough of it. Yeah. And B, raw fish, no, you'll end up dying. Like, he would go worst case scenario, you'd yeah, die. It's not meat and free beef. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah dad, dad doesn't mind it because it's, I mean, the Japanese in their house is more, 
I think all the restaurants near their house used to be Chinese restaurants that have been oh, turned into Thai. Like Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Thai or, yeah, Thai <laughs> yeah, or yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just Chinese guys working in there. They're not actually Japanese guys. They're Chinese. Chinese is a gateway to yeah, Japanese. Yeah, to Japanese and Thai. <laughs> but but, um, but um, he, he would be horrified at the thought of him not getting in his car and driving there and picking it up himself. I'd also be horrified, though, at paying the, for that. At My uncle Kev would be drunk, so he wouldn't be able to drive. My uncle them. Kev loves the feed, but I don't think he would... He would not pay for the delivery. Nah. And also, he wouldn't want the scope of the service. You know, like, the, it is actually quite a middle-class thing, that idea of choice. Yeah, of so going, I want choices. Thai, I'm happy to try that Indian, I'll try... Yeah. You know, he wouldn't try that. No, he just got fish and chips or Chinese. Fish and chips. He might... I don't even think he'd eat Chinese because he's racist. Pizza? <laughs> Pizza, maybe. I think it's pretty much fish and chips. The meat and fish, fish and chips. We had no takeaway near our place growing up. So no, we didn't We never either. had a takeaway. We, we had, had fish a, and chips. We had fish and chips. Yeah. We, and I remember when McDonald's was introduced and we went there. I remember that was pretty exciting in the 70s. Yeah, I didn't eat McDonald's until I was like 17, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, we, then we loved either. it. In WA, McDonald's was nowhere near as big as um, chicken treat? Burger King. Well, what's a chicken? Ollie's what's a chicken? Trolley. What's a chicken? Big Reese. Ollie's trolley. <laughs> Ollie's trolley. Uh, it was a Melbourne. It was a banana based business, and they had they're like a KFC um, they were, competition. They were in a trolley, oh. like an old tram. Yeah, it was on oh a punt my road, God. and they got taken over by KFC and closed down. Did they? Yeah. I heard they were making a comeback. They I have ooh. just remembered. You just sparked a memory of me going to KFC for the first time. And you know when they used to give you those little wet wipes? Yeah, of course. I thought it was perfume. They still do. Put it it on. Put it on my neck and on my wrists. Eau de cologne. Have either of you got to bring a plate? Uh, Are we winding up? I think we are. Yeah. No, but I've lent you my book. You can talk about that book. You've already talked about that, but what are you watching at the moment? Oh man! Oh, have reading. we watched? Oh, I'm watching something. I'm re- what are you watching? Ask you that. We asked you that, and you went into you denial. Put me on by surprise. I've been watching Sharp Objects, the HBO show. Oh, I'm watching that. Yeah, it's great. What's it about? It's about um, one of my favourites, Amy Adams. Mm. Goes to Utah. Journal, who's doing a report on a series of murders that are happening in her birthplace, like a country, a country town. She goes back there to the. This is super Matt, Patricia Adams. Clarkson plays her mother, and there's they've got a really strained relationship. And the detectives grow, but also it's a big class thing, There's a lot isn't of alcohol it? Alcohol and yeah, yeah. Because she's from the rich; they own pigs as the business of the town. Oh, they're the fa- landowners. Yeah, they're, money they're the landowners. Okay. So my mum's like a southern dame, southern belle, yeah, southern belle, and so she's like, you know. And Amy's very damaged, and there's been an incident there, and so, you know, also all the people in the town sort of don't like them because they're the landowners and the pig. They own all the pig farms. So there's, they're a well res- there's a class they're divide. There's a class divide. They're feared, I guess, not but not respected. Is that yeah, true? yeah. Feared but not respected. That's a good description for but, a wealthy white landowner. <laughs> it's a good show, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. But is good, it a kind of thrillery kind of show? Or yes. is it is. A- yeah, it's yeah. also your kind of exploration of. A damaged person, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of, I am what watching on um, Netflix. <laughs> it started off purely, I can't justify, completely voyeuristic. The one that keeps popping up about death row. And oh. I thought, it's Friday night. I've had a couple of GNTs. <laughs> I'll take a little look no. at that. And I thought it was going to be, because I'm obsessed with prisons, and I thought it was just going to be one of those ghoulish, you know, look how bad the toilet is. Is and that because of your time in prison? <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Uh, yes, it is. Just but visiting dad. I tell on. you what, <laughs> anyway, I actually have had a history. I've anyway. been in prison. Um, it's actually really interesting because 
I mean, it is America. Is this a Tim Ferriss one? Isn't that Tim Ferriss guy? Or is it just a doco? Isn't he from NXS? It's just a doco series. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. But the two Great. that I've watched, the first guy is a poor white guy yeah. in America, and the, his crime was he literally stole a couple of speakers, like as in hi-fi speakers when he was 15 or 16. Well, he's on death row. Well, he went into prison then, and then, it's of course, he got into thing. various scuffles. and I mean, I say scuffles. They're violent. He Ooh. was put in maximum security. He was hardened in prison. Hardened in prison, institutionalised. Long story short, the conditions he was under, he get, kept getting put in solitary confinement because they don't have limits on solitary confinement. Of his 30-something years, he'd spent almost 20 in solitary confinement. That's incredible. So he ended up getting a lawyer to plead for him to go on death row so that he could have better conditions. What? And you lecture me about Trump rabbit holes. I know. <laughs> but how, what a story of class and he, he yeah, that's yeah. Boring, discrimination right? and inequity. And, that's I mean, incredible. It's, it's just, the other one that I'll very briefly tell you, which won't surprise you, young black guy, 17, in a car, five black guys, one of them gets out, goes to talk to a girl up a hill, like not even near the car, goes up a hill, talks to the girl, gets in a fight with her boyfriend, kills him, with a, like shoots him. All five of them get the death penalty. All five? All what? five of them get American, the death penalty. American judicial system's so messed up. It's some law, like they're not even disputing that the other four were in the car. There's no dispute. They go, yeah, it's a, it's a so law of association or something. So this 17-year-old, 16-year-old kid gets put on death row. That's incredible. Isn't it? I find them, they're quite yeah, they're, depressing, yeah, those shows. There's no optimism. <laughs> I've, I've been watching that show with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in it called, oh, it's on cable, and it's about, he's a very upper-class guy, mm. but about like a very... Da- yeah, yeah, yeah plays it really well. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um, but it's about a very damaged, again, it's about damaged people. It's similar to the Amy Adams show. I find them too depressing. I've got to turn them off. Yeah, but you follow it up with the Tiny House Hunters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can yeah. only, I only allow myself one. Yeah, that's your happy place. For the yeah. time. That's my happy place. Yeah. So I'll do it, because I love depressing TV, like pretty much all comedians, I think, and yeah. social workers. I like depressing stuff, but I know that if I, like, I can't hammer it. Yeah, I need to balance it out, like, with the episode of Shit's Creek or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. something funny. Which something is, light. Which is and, great. Yeah. yeah, we used to watch Mad as Hell, actually. That was... There was something I watched with my partner. We'd laugh together. Laugh together. Because, of course, it has my TV wife in. So, you laughed on cue. You mentioned your TV wife quite a lot. A lot, haven't I? You are. How my real wife doesn't hear this. Next time. So, from now on, on Up Your Class, we're going to, for a range of family reasons to do with me and being a carer, we're going to move to fortnightly. Yeah, yeah. Which won't shock anyone because we haven't really had a schedule. We've been fairly sporadic. But I do appreciate um, both you fellas being prepared to come record it at home with me. It's lovely in Reservoir. It sure is. beautiful. Then we'll get into a more regular pattern. Yeah, yeah. I love the sound of working people while we're talking about what it's like. Yeah, it's good background noise. And what do we need from our listeners? Just tell other people to listen. Tell us to listen and uh, go and subscribe. Even if you don't mean it, just tell them. Yeah, Yeah, just tell them. If you don't like them, tell them. (laughs) Go and subscribe where you subscribe your podcast and tell everyone. And give us a review. Yeah, give us a good review. I don't even know how to do that. That's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. So this has been... 
And um, just to myself, since neither of you did it, happy birthday to me. Well, happy that's birthday, right, your Nelly. Birthday. That was yesterday, get over it. Thanks so much. My birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I had complete uh, strangers at a gig yesterday sing happy birthday yeah, to me. Yeah, well, that really. Was you, you were working on your was, birthday. Is that because yeah. I. I was working class. I was. Because I posted on Twitter that it was your birthday? No, because I bloody told him. Oh, I'm right. not stupid. Yeah, yeah. You've got to self promote. You've got to self promote. There's 1,200 people at you're the convention. Hiding your light under a bushel. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, and they should be happy that you're there, so yes. And I've got flowers. Well, we yeah, should sing happy birthday for you right now. I went out of time. Anyway. <laughs> we'll see you see next, next fortnight. Up, Up your class. class. <laughs> of my life.